0: This is the Holland Assets podcast where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome everybody to the Holland Assets podcast. This is episode 32. I'm Craig. He is Chris. I'm here. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. You're in studio. In Glad studio. to have you here. And today we're talking about uh, how to work with brokers when you're a new authority. I, I think it's going to be actually a pretty fascinating subject, much better than the title suggests. It's actually pretty darn interesting.
1: Yeah, it's actually morphed into something a little bit different than I originally intended. I, I kind of originally just planned on talking about you know, what brokers will um, allow a new authority to haul loads for them, which we're going to include I mean, is part of the episode. But we're also going to talk a lot about you know, kind of building your business and, you know, really that what you need to do early on with those brokers so that you can, you know, find your first load, your second load, your third load and and so on and so forth. Right.
0: Okay. Well, we will get to that in a moment. I, I was going to ask you as per usual, how things are going out on the road, but I had a bit of a preview. I kind of know how things have been going out on the road and, uh, not so great. Right? Yeah.
1: We, we had a, uh, something happened the end of November. So end of November, beginning of December, um, has been a bit of a challenge. And so this, this, that's the teaser. We'll, we'll talk a lot more about it in the next episode. I'm going to dedicate the whole next episode probably to that specific topic. And, uh, we'll go from there.
0: It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how everything went. Oh man, if that isn't enough of a tease, <laughs> then, uh, then these people don't care.
1: Yeah, it's a, it, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting episode. We'll uh, we'll put it at that for sure.
0: <laughs> All right, very good. So, uh, Chris, you are heading back out on the road today, right? You want to tell us what you're hauling?
1: I am. Yeah. W- um. Yeah. It's it's uh, a load of M and M's that's getting returned to the factory. So it's <laughs> I love a, this one pallet and one thousand pounds of M's of M and M's. Which is actually, I, I don't know what kind of M Ms they are, but if they're peanut M Ms, they may need to like double a triple locket because peanut M Ms are legit. My, like, I probably eat five times as many peanut M Ms as any other, you know,
0: candy. Right.
1: You you saw that in the food episode. You I saw did. I had I my did. my big bag of peanut M Ms. Yeah, so. absolutely.
0: Watch out! But uh, if they're being returned to the factory, I'm assuming they're all poisoned. So yeah, better, I'm you better—I'm not know. picky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody—I want somebody out there to go to our Facebook page, go find a haul and assets on Facebook, and do the math. A thousand pounds of M and M's. How many bags of M and M's is that? And you know, I want to know what the worth of a pallet of M and M's is, and you know what, basically, what they're paying yeah. versus what this pallet of M&M's is worth there's to has got down there. There's
1: got to be something a little more to it than just returning, uh, you know, an item because it, it's, I mean, they're paying a, a lot of money. I mean, it's a good paying load going all the way from Salt Lake to Dallas for, for a one, single pallet. For a single pallet. So um, I, they're probably doing some quality control or, you know, the, the kind of thing, uh, you know, a company that may be, they're probably losing money on this, but doing it to try to make their product better. And, right. you know, so you kind of have to admire them for... For trying to do
0: trying to do that and and you don't say no to a load like that you don't say
1: no to a load like that yeah (laughs) a thousand pounds is uh you could you could almost if it didn't need a reefer you could throw it in a pickup exactly take it down
0: that's awesome okay so let's get to the topic at hand which is how to work with brokers when you're a new authority uh, and and how to leverage that into growing your business right So why don't you kick us off a little bit, uh, Chris, with this subject?
1: Yeah. So the first thing, you know, kind of what it started out with is I get asked by guys all the time, you know, who, what brokers will let you haul when you're brand new. So it's it's a hot topic, and so I started compiling a list. I've talked with you know Jake, my dispatcher, and you know I looked at my experience in the first thirty days and really sixty days to see what brokers I hauled loads for, and um, you know I've talked to some other carriers and developed this list of, um, brokers that will accept guys right out of the gate. And then I've also included some that will accept you after 30 days. So the list itself will we'll include in, uh, in the show notes. If you go to the show notes at, uh, Holland assets, LLC.com, you'll be able to, um, find a link to that, uh, that document and you can get it for free. Oh, hey,
0: wait, that's my line.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry to start. Right, so go on. Go on. <laughs> so uh, you, you can get that for free. Um, just keep in mind this list. It's not all inclusive. It doesn't include everybody. What I try to do is I tried to include a, a lot of the bigger brokers that do a lot of volume that will accept new authorities. So that's mostly what's on that list. Keep in mind that that list changes, you know, just because a uh, the company will accept new authorities today doesn't mean they're going to change their policy and not accept them tomorrow, or vice versa. You know, guys that aren't on that list yeah. today that don't, don't accept them today, they may change their policy and later on down the road accept it. And some of it kind of depends on how desperate they are to cover a load.
0: And so help me, don't be the guy who makes... Uh, a broker stop accepting new authorities. right? Yeah,
1: don't don't be that guy. And we're going to talk a lot about that. <laughs> that's that's really kind of one of the things as I started working on this episode that kind of morphed into this. And we're going to talk a lot about that. You know, especially I, I spent a lot of time talking with Jake because he works with a lot of new authorities, and so the the advice that we're given and the things that we're talking about will help um, you know help you avoid some of the common mistakes that Jake sees. You know, and then in my factoring company, I thrive funding some of the, the mistakes that we see from new, new carriers and, and just try to avoid those. You know, it's kind of crazy. You think this, this business is to a certain degree, kind of simple and, and it's, you know, we're, we're not building rockets, but a, a lot of it's just paying attention to detail, doing the right things, being professional about what you do. And, you know, some guys do that really, really well. Other guys just really struggle with it.
0: Yeah. So tell me how, first of all, how to approach a broker if you're a new authority. So you, you've just started the company, you're trying to get your first load and you're contacting brokers. How do you go about that?
1: Well, first and foremost, when you start, you know, you, you find a load on a load board, for instance, that's how most guys are going to come up up to a broker. Be upfront and honest with them with everything that you do from the very beginning until that load is completed. You always want to make sure you're truthful with them. I, I've seen too many times when like a guy makes a mistake and tries to hide it and, you know, good or bad news doesn't get better with time. It gets worse. You know, tell them up front, i always do that. But even before that, when you first start talking to a guy, don't try to hide the fact that you're a new authority because they're going to find out one way or another. They're going to look it up on, on the FMCSA website. They can tell that easy as can be. You can't hide it from them. You need to tell them up front. Cause the last thing you want to do is, you know, spend a bunch of time negotiating with a guy, come on a rate, get everything, all the terms agreed upon, and then all of a sudden they find out that you're a brand new authority and there's nothing they can do. They don't accept new authorities. They're not going to change a policy just for you. They're going to um, cancel the load on you and you've wasted their time. You've wasted your time. It's just not worth it. Up front, like within the first 30 seconds of the phone call, hey, I'm I'm a brand new authority. I've, I've been running for less than 30 days. Just want to you know, bring that up up front. You accept guys like me.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So is it... And maybe this is a topic we can get to in a moment, but is it possible to negotiate the rate to to be more favorable to the broker and just say like, look, I know I'm a new authority. I'm trying to get some references. I'm trying to get, uh, just trying to get my first few loads. I'm willing to do it, run it for a little cheaper than I would otherwise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And And that's typically, I mean, you're, you don't have a whole lot of negotiating power in this kind of situation. You know, brokers know the brokers that do, um, allow new authorities to haul for them know that they're, not you don't have a lot of options. Rates. And so, yeah, your, your rates, especially for those first 30 days, um, in, unless you're running, you're starting out like in December when things are super hot, um, or November, December, you, you, you're still not going to get what a seasoned guy is going to get, but it's, it's going to be better. So, um, you, you don't have a whole lot of power to put your foot down and say, hey, this is all I'm going to take.
0: Right, right. Now, you have mentioned references in past episodes and that these references for a new authority are really important, right? And so is that something that you are able to get right from the very start? Uh, or is that something you got to work up to to be able to get these references? No, you
1: should be able to get it right from the very start. And, and most brokers, not all of them, are willing to provide references. And, and I that's one of the things that you want to ask right up front is, Hey, um, after I do a really good job for you, can I use you as a reference? So I'd almost use that as a negotiating term. Like if, if you, you know, you can negotiate rate a little bit, you're just not going to be able to push it very hard. But then one of the concessions you give and say, Hey, I really wanted to do this for, you know, $2,600, the guys are like, I can't do any more than 25. You can say, okay, well, uh, I'll do that. But can I ask you for a reference? Can I use you as a reference? And so use that as your bargaining Mm -hmm. chip, because that honestly, that reference is almost as Important as that hundred bucks, because that's going to help well, you. It's get a lot that more important. Load. Yeah, it, yeah, in, in reality, it really is.
0: It's like uh, it's like a pallet of M and Ms that you're shipping <laughs> back to Texas. You're investing in your future <laughs> to be able to find out what happened with those M and Ms. Exactly. Do you like how I tied that back that, in? You're a genius, I'm professional, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> uh, let's talk a bit more then about these references. Um, you're, you're saying you ask for it before you even haul the load. And then is this is a reference from a broker something that you're getting in writing? Is it just a phone number that other brokers can call? Uh, and you know that they're gonna that they're gonna say nice things about you? Or yeah, how does it work?
1: That's a great question. Because I, I originally thought, you know, when Jake was talking to me about these, when I was first getting going, I thought it was like, okay, they're gonna type up a letter of recommendation, right? It, it's not that um, all it really is, is is you get the broker's phone number and you can provide it to the next broker and that next broker can call them and say, Hey, you know, Holland assets, did this load for you? Did they do a good job? And so that that's basically really all it, it, it typically is maybe an email. They might send the broker an email, but they're, it's, it's not like a letter of recommendation. It's just that broker that you're doing the load for being willing to provide that you provide his contact info to another broker's. So that saying that, yeah, you did a good job.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And how often are these uh, references being used? Uh, You know, let's say, okay, so let's fast forward to your, your 30 days in now. It's 30 to 90 days, right? You're in that kind of still in purgatory kind of, but you're not brand new. Are there brokers constantly calling your your, your, your brokers from the first 30 days, or is this uh, kind of a just in case kind of
1: thing after really after the first 30 days, it becomes more of a just in case. And you may still have to use those references for the first six months or even up to a year, but it it just becomes less, they they become less needed as time goes on. So in that first 30 days, you're probably going to use them on every load that you haul. Right. And really in the first 90 days, you're probably going to use them on a lot of loads that you haul. Um, but after that they really start to taper off the need to give them you know once you've been going for 90 days most brokers aren't going to require a reference
0: right so okay so these brokers hesitate to work with rookies right because of the risk and it's uh, to present yourself as a brand new authority somebody who's just hitting the road it's all about mitigating that risk for the broker right so talk to me a little bit about how you do that because you mentioned you want this, you want this person to say, yeah, hauling assets did a great job hauling my load. Um, it, how do you get them to say that? Or, you know, what are your techniques?
1: Well, that's, that, that's a really good question. And and before we kind of dive into that, I, so a lot of guys are going to say, well, I may have a brand new authority, but I'm no rookie. Well, you know, you may have been driving for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, working as a company driver, or maybe you've been a leased on owner operator. You haven't had your own authority. And this is the first time with your own authority. The thing is, is that on paper, you're a rookie, you know, nobody knows the difference. You know, they can't tell that you've been driving forever. They're not going to do the research to figure that out. So on paper, you're a rookie. And so it all of a sudden kind of becomes on you, becomes your responsibility to prove to them that you're no rookie. You know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. Um, and, and you take pride in, in your work, you're professional with your work and, and that's what it really boils down to. You know, what, what these brokers want, you know, the thing that makes them nervous about working with somebody that, you know, on paper is a rookie, or in my case might actually be a legit <laughs> rookie. Um, they, they just, they want peace of mind that that load is going to be hauled. Well, it's not going to have, they're not going to have problems with it. You're going to be on time. You're going to keep open, good lines of communication with them. They, they just, you know, kind of want that peace of mind. So they're not stressing about the load and you know, wondering where you are or are you doing a good job? Are you on time? You know, that that those are the kind of things that that worry them that can kind of keep them up at night. So you need to do things as a as a owner operator to mitigate that and and give them that peace of mind, those, you know, those fuzzy foo foos that they're everything's going well. <laughs> I want that on a pillow.
0: <laughs> Fuzzy. On the trucker pillow That's that we've right. talked about. Yeah, Exactly. I want, I want that cross-stitched. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's further define then what it means to do exceptional work. Because uh, you've got uh, kind of a checklist of a few things that we can go through to, uh, you know, like you say, not keep them up at night, right? Yeah, keep yep. them reassured that things are going well.
1: So so the big thing, I, I think the big thing that brokers really want that kind of gives them that peace of mind are check calls uh question from the back (laughs) you're raising your hand you go go ahead craig what is it check call what is a check call (laughs) yeah a a check call is basically when um it it goes both ways either the the driver calls the broker or the broker calls the driver and just basically you're given a status update of where the load is and what's going on
0: oh okay simple enough
1: you know you you picked up the load it's a day you're a day into the trip you know the broker may call you and say, hey, where are you at? You know, what's your status? Are you going to make delivery on time? Or a lot of the times, if you read through the rate confirmations, the broker will require that the driver has to do a check call by 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every day. Wow! So you want to make sure you know, a lot of, a lot of times guys don't do that stuff and you want to make sure you're doing it. Cause that, that's one of those things, you know, especially when you're trying to get a reference, you want to go above and beyond. You want to be the exception. And so you want to be Johnny on the spot with those kind of things.
0: Is it possible to be annoying with that sort of thing?
1: Um, yeah, it, it, it It probably could. And that's where you just kind of have to fill it out with the brokers. You know, some brokers may want three check calls a day. Some brokers may want one or two in the entire trip. You know, if you're driving across the country, they may want to know, you know, every other day kind of where you're at. I
0: imagine the simplest thing to do would be to ask, ask, right?
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, I think a lot of the times we, for the the sake of feeling like we're stupid, don't ask questions. usually that gets you in more trouble than anything. <laughs> you know, sometimes we need to swallow our pride a little bit and, and ask a question. Um, you know, it, it, cause most of the time there's no, there's, there's no, it, it's not a bad thing to ask questions. Right. It's way better to do that than not ask the question and get yourself in trouble later on.
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So any other check call info that we want to go over?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, one of the things that's important, so we, we talked a little bit about like the middle of the road check calls. Um, you should also do them um, when you first arrive at the shipper. So typically what I like to do, and this is, what, this is really what brokers like, they, they wanna know that you've got there on time. So I always try to arrive at a shipper sometime between 60 and 30 minutes early, sometimes even earlier, you know, like I've talked about this in the past where I'll call the day before I'm supposed to be there and, and just say, hey, what's the earliest I can arrive? And sometimes I'll, I'll be four hours early for an appointment mm-hmm. because they said they might be able to get me loaded at that time. So I always at a minimum try to get there 60 to 30 minutes early. Keep in mind, some brokers won't let you get there more than an hour early. Okay, um, But I, I always try to get there early. Then as soon as I'm checked in, if they, get me, if they give me a door that I can go to right away, I'll go to the door, get backed into the door, ready to get loaded. And then I'll call the broker up and say, hey, I'm here. I'm checked in. I'm at door six. And just waiting, to, just get waiting loaded. to get loaded. Yep. If they don't give me a door right away, I'll, you know, they, I'll, sometimes they'll, sometimes they will say, okay, go park over here and we'll give you a call or we'll come bang on your door when we're ready to, to give you a door. Um, at that situation, I'll give the broker a call. Hey, I'm checked in. Just, uh, they don't have a door for me yet waiting to get loaded.
0: Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and that, that's one of those things that gives that broker peace of mind. You know, they don't have to, if you're being proactive about that, they don't have to worry. They know you're there. They know you're kind of, it gives them the feeling that you're Johnny on the spot you're you're getting things taken care of
0: and in a situation like what you had a few weeks ago where you were sitting around waiting to get loaded for what was it eight hours ten hours something like that they it, you're you're communicating and so they don't suddenly get a call ten hours later and say hey uh, i just got loaded up i'm heading right. out yep they know
1: what's going on it, exactly and that's another good thing it, it kind of gives a timestamp. stamp you know you were here at this time um, and four hours later, you're still there. They, they, they know it's not that you just arrived four hours after your appointment. You've been right. there the whole time waiting to get loaded, you know? And that's another thing. Typically another thing I like to do is if, if you're not loaded after two hours being on the place, I'll just give the broker a call and give them an update. Yep. Cause that's a lot of the times that two hour mark is a lot of the times where they'll, the, you, you got a chance that they're going to start paying you detention. So you, you need to let them know that, Hey, I'm I've been here. here two hours. I'm not loaded yet. I'm, I'm I'm requesting detention.
0: Right, and then do you call them as well after you get loaded? Yep. Once you're uh, ready to head out on the road.
1: Uh, absolutely. And so, um, you, let me let me kind of take a step back. I missed okay. a, I missed a little something. So when you when you arrive there, make sure you arrive ready to go. So like if you're a reefer, you have your um, reefer pre-cooled to mm, where it's yeah. supposed to be pre-cooled to. Usually it shows on the rate confirmation that you've got. So, you know, that's just another one of those things that makes you look professional. You know, if, if it's supposed to be, the trailer is supposed to be pre-cooled and you don't arrive pre-cooled, that just, that, that looks bad. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you're, you don't know what you're doing. Um, if you're a flatbed guy, make sure you've got all your tar- tarps, tarps, chains and binders, everything that you need for um, flatbed loads. Um, you, you just, you, you want to be that Johnny on the spot guy prepared, ready to go. Um, trailer clean, dry if it's wet you know, especially at, you know, some loads it, it, it can be somewhat damp and nobody's going to care. But if you're hauling something like flour, they want that thing like bone dry. Right. Just, you know, if you're hauling those kind of, look at the, what product you're going to be hauling. And if it's something that looks like it might need to be dry or the trailer needs to be washed out or extra clean or something like that, just make sure you're, you're taking care of all those things and, and doing it.
0: All right. Yeah. That load of wedding dresses, you want to make sure that the, uh, the trailer isn't dirty, right? You,
1: yeah, those white wedding dresses, no, no brown dirt. <laughs> that wouldn't be good.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, now let's get back to you're loaded up. You make another check call and you head out on the road, right?
1: Yeah. So you, you, you're you loaded. You call them. Well, be, before you actually call them, another thing that's really important is make sure what they loaded with matches Duh. the BOL. So you should have a PO on There's the- There's that paperwork again. It's that paperwork. you know, And this is the professional thing. You 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 need to make sure that the, the P O L the P O purchase order on the rate confirmation matches the purchase order on the B O L that, you know, most of the time the rate confirmation is going to show what, you know, sometimes how many pallets you're picking up, what the weight is, make sure that matches with what's on the B O L. And if there's discrepancies, um, you, you need to point that out. You need to give the broker a call and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what I, it says I'm supposed to get. This is what they actually loaded. Um, there's a difference. You know, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and brokers, brokers like that, that kind of thing. So, um, Jake was talking to me the other day about an example with one of his other drivers where this happened. He said he was. Uh, they they got him all loaded. Um, they gave him the bol, tell him to go on his way. The driver looks at the bol and it shows that he's only got four thousand pounds, and I can't like four pallets. And he's supposed to have more like fifteen pallets and forty thousand pounds. Wow. So he calls Jake. Jake calls the broker, and the broker's all. Oh crap, they forgot to load one of the POs. You know, they loaded there were two POs on this particular order. They loaded one of them, didn't load the other one, and we're going to send the driver on the way and the broker was like super thankful. He's like, you know, most guys would just jump just on go. the road and go and and then you're in loads of trouble. It it may not necessarily be so much the driver's fault. I mean, they're they're the driver they may hold the driver somewhat accountable for that. But you know, that's the, that's showing that level of professionalism that you're not a rookie, you're a pro, you know what you're doing. Yeah, and this is,
0: it's kind of like you were saying earlier, this is about knowing what could or will cause them a headache as yeah. a broker and trying to help them mitigate that. Even if it's not technically your responsibility, you're still yeah. helping them out uh, so that as a new authority, you can get that recommendation.
1: You, you, pre- you prevented a catastrophic thing from happening and it may not have been your fault, but you're the guy that noticed it. You're the guy that solved it, and that's going to go a huge way with any yeah. broker or shipper.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can I can see that for sure. Okay, so now we're out on the road. Uh, what next?
1: Yeah, so so you know, make sure you're doing those um, those check calls. You know, especially if the rate confirmation says you have to do them by once a day. Just make sure you're following whatever extra instructions yeah. are on that rate confirmation. You know, a lot of a lot of brokers nowadays are using an app that will track you. And you know, I know a lot of guys have issues with you know the big brother, the privacy thing, watching. But um, this is a business they they they're doing that because they want to make sure their load is being handled on time. So
0: if they're not know, tracking you, they're tracking what's in yeah, your trailer,
1: exactly. And so what I usually do it, it's it's kind of crazy because I've got you know I've only I haven't even been doing this a year yet, and I've probably at this point every not every broker, but a lot of the times, you know, there's five or six different apps now that I've got that do that tracking. And so what I usually do, if, if it's, you know, app XYZ that I'm, that this broker uses on this load, I'll go into my settings on my phone, turn the tracking on while I'm hauling that load. And then as soon as I'm done with the load, I turn it off. So they're not tracking me all the time. They're just tracking me while I'm on that load. And Yeah, it just, it's one of those things that gives that broker peace of mind. You know, if if you're not willing to use that tracker and that tracker is important to them, do you think they're going to give you a load again in the future? (laughs) Right, right. No, probably not.
0: Yeah. So, and then once you arrive there, is it kind of a similar situation to when you're picking up, when you drop off, you want to show up early or do you you kind of shoot for on time there?
1: Again, I'll call ahead. Um, and find out for sure. But I, I I always try to show up at least again, 60 to 30 minutes early. If, if, if I call them the day before and they say, yeah, come, you know, it's a, it's, we're a first come first serve facility. We'll put you in line as soon as you get here and get you unloaded in line with everybody else. And I'll, in that kind of situation, I'll get there as soon as I possibly can get unloaded as quick as I can.
0: Yeah well let's uh let's shift then and now we've kind of talked about the brokers to death but there are other people involved in uh in these loads right so you've got uh the shipper receiver there are people on those ends that you need to communicate with as well are these important people to kind of butter up the way that we're talking about doing with the brokers
1: yeah absolutely the last thing you know be be nice to these guys be friendly with them don't be a jerk because i i you know, they they may not reach out to the broker and say, "Hey, this guy was super friendly. He was the best." Um, <laughs> right. You know, but but if you're a jerk to them and you're mean, you can just about guarantee they're going to reach out to the broker and say, "Hey, this guy's a never never A-hole, send me this guy. Never again. send yeah, never send him here again." And and that kind of stuff will happen. So you know, it, it, again, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. It's always better to be the nice guy, even if they're treating you poorly, because they can cause you a lot more damage than you'll ever cause them. Right. I mean, if, if, if you say, well, I'm going to show them, I'm, I'm never going to haul a load for these guys again. Well, there's a bajillion other guys out there who <laughs> you're, will, so you're not they can them. find somebody else, but they can also say, you're never hauling for me
0: again. Right.
1: And that may, you know, that shipper may just be one shipper, but if you're working with like a, a coyote or a TQL or England or one of these bigger shippers and that or brokers and, and that, um, shipper has told that broker, they had a bad experience with you. Well, now that broker is not going to let you haul for any of their other shippers. And so you severely limit your, um, your ability to find good paying loads.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Anything else that any other tips on your checklist for, uh, for working with these brokers yeah, and let's, others?
1: Yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about paperwork because this is, uh, my you know, favorite. It, it, everybody's favorite. everybody's we, favorite. Yeah. We all, we all hate the paperwork side of things, but <laughs> I, I it, this seems like such a simple thing, but this is one of the areas where we see guys just not take care of things. And, and it's really one of those things, whether they believe it or not really makes them look unprofessional. Sure. And that's just, it's, it's, the simple thing of taking care of your paperwork, you know, sometimes, you know, in, in, and again, in in our factoring company, we take in hundreds of invoices a day and we see tons of different qualities of invoice or or BOLs and and paperwork like that. And, and you see guys that spill their coffee on it. You see guys, that it looks like they've laid them on the floor of their cab and walked all over them. They get all wrinkled and And, and then they scan it and it just, it looks like crap and brokers don't want to see that because then they, sometimes they have to forward that onto their customer. And, and when they have to do that, it just, it makes them look unprofessional and, and it just, it's a simple thing, but a lot of guys just don't take the time to be a little bit careful. So what I do is I've, I've got a clipboard and I'll, and I'll do a, a social media post on the Holland assets, LLC, Facebook page to show some pictures of the, the, um, paperwork clipboard that I use to kind of keep my paperwork organized. It's it's one of those clipboards. It's also got a a compartment in it. It's kind of like a clamshell, but it's a little bit different. It actually has like a little, you know, it's about an inch thick and it has a little compartment inside of it. So, you know, what I do is I keep the BOL that I'm on the load that I'm working on right now, clipped onto the front and then all the completed loads that I've I put in the middle along with, you know, I keep my truck info, trailer info, you know, any other pertinent, uh, paperwork that I need inside of there. There's a place to hold a pen. And so I, you know, I've got everything that I typically need all there organized handy. I can get at it. The, the paperwork's clipped and I keep it, you know, in, in one of the cubbies in my truck. So it, it stays off the floor, you know, it stays clean. It doesn't get coffee spilled on it. I'm not throwing it on my seat next to something else that could potentially get knocked over and just cause a big, huge mess. And so everything looks good. Then when I go to scan it, it scans well and it looks
0: very professional once it gets submitted. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, again, it's all about making you look good so that they look good, right?
1: Yep, exactly. And, you know, one of the things, a lot of the guys, this has become a lot easier in the last several years, but getting paperwork to the brokers has traditionally been a little bit more difficult, but now there's apps that you can have on your phone that that do a really good job because they, they typically don't want to see a... a just a, a JPEG or you know, you take a picture with the camera on your phone and it, it's, it's the same kind of picture that you take a portrait picture. You do your selfie with, yeah. you do lots of selfies, right? I, 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 it's constant. Really.
0: <laughs> what can I say? I'm a very attractive man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to leave that one
1: alone, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, you're not using the same file type. You know, they, they typically want a PDF right? and there are apps now that will use your phone's camera you can take a picture with it and it will convert it to a PDF. So it looks like you ran it through a legit scanner. Mm. They, they look really good. They look clean and that's how you want to submit yourself. And, and then yes. right from that app, you can typically email it to wherever you need to email it to. It's super handy. So th- the app that I use call is called cam scanner. There's, there's several of them out there. Um, but, but cam scanner has worked really, really well for me. Um, you, there's a free version. There's a paid version. I actually just use the free version. The, the, the only, issue which has never really been an issue with the free version is they have a little watermark at the bottom that mm. just says cam scanner on it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. As long as they don't care. Yeah.
1: You don't care. Nope. No. I've never run into issues using using the free version of cam scanner. So you know, use that and and when you do take the pictures of it with it, you need to make sure you've got decent light. Like I can take them at night. I just um turn the light on inside of my truck, turn the flash on on the camera. It takes a good picture, it scans it and it looks good. The only time I Occasionally have a little bit issue with, and it's a little harder is when you're using those when they use those uh, carbon copy oh, forms. Oh yeah, yeah. you, you have to be a little bit careful with those, but you can usually still get it to turn out really well. Just you got to make sure that paperwork's legible. If you submit it to your broker, you submit it to your factoring company, and the the scan that you did isn't legible, they're not going to accept and, it. It's got to be legible. You got to be able
0: to read it. And if they have to chase you down to get a better copy of it, then you're you're creating a headache, which is exactly what we're talking about. Not doing yeah we're
1: trying to avoid that kind of thing just make it easy
0: all right anything else uh that you want to go over on this topic
1: not not really okay let's kind of maybe wrap it up
0: i feel like that's a pretty good list though honestly that's uh a lot of really concrete things that brand new uh authorities can do i I wanted to say rookies on the road but like you say maybe you're not a rookie but mostly uh, but this is how you yeah. yeah, this is how you get to be not a rookie on paper, right? Yeah,
1: that's you've got to you've got to show them with your actions, not just your words. You know, they you can say, "Oh, well, I've been driving for twenty years." Okay, great. Well, they they Prove don't it. really care that. Prove it. Yep. Yeah. Prove it by doing uh, going above and beyond, doing better than the next guy, and and really just paying attention to everything that happens, and come across as being a complete professional in yeah. all that you do. Everything looks good. The paperwork looks good you know, brokers just bottom line, they don't want to have to worry about that load. They don't want to have to, you know, chase down paperwork because the scan came in bad. They just, they don't want to have to deal with that kind of stuff. It's a headache. That's what causes them stress. They don't want to have to worry if you're going to be on time or not. Um, You know, so be proactive, reaching out to them, letting them know what's going on, open line of communication. It'll give them that good peace of mind and you'll get that that good reference that you need and you'll get future loads from them. You know, Jake tells me all the time, you know, he, he says, even though I'm a rookie, like I am, I'm like one of the least of his worries because I, you know, I've been in business. I know what it's like. And I, and I work really hard and strive really hard to do the kind of things that we're talking about today to make his job easier, to make the broker's job easier. It's, it, it's really no more effort on my part. And it makes everybody's lives easier so they, they want to work own, with me probably. including my own yeah last thing i want to have to do is have moved on from one load and then have to go back and chase down paperwork and take another picture of it or you know do you know do something else and so just get it done do it right do it well the first time and and don't have to come back
0: yeah absolutely well awesome i really like this topic like i said uh, maybe before we started the mics i i think this is a great topic as somebody who. You know i i've been a business owner myself and started things up and it's really hard at the beginning and this is the sort of concrete uh suggestions that i think really can go a long way toward helping somebody just getting started so yeah hope, hope like everybody
1: it. hope everybody finds the episode helpful go out uh, as i mentioned at the beginning look at the uh, go to the show notes and pull up that broker list it's it's free um, it, it, it'll keep changing again. I mostly listed some of the bigger guys. Um, a, a lot of smaller guys will accept new authorities as well. Um, but those are mostly the the big guys that you can kind of reach out to, to help you find loads. And, uh, if you, if you're a broker or a shipper or just another driver that finds uh, some other brokers that will accept new authorities right out the gate, leave us a comment, let yeah. us know. And we'll, we'll, I'll probably update that list a couple times a year. So it stays current and up to date. Like I said, it's changing and we'll try to stay on top of some of those changes and And uh, maybe it'll grow as time goes on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so head to HollandAssetsLLC.com. Leave a comment with your tips and suggestions, uh, whether you are out on the road driving or if you're a broker, we'd love to hear from everybody. Uh, hit us up on Facebook as well and we'll hope to see you there. Chris, you feeling good? Feeling good. See yeah. you next week then. We'll, we'll see you then. Alright, checking levels over here. I'm looking good. How are you looking?
1: my um, uh, you tell me.
0: Oh, Dulcet. <laughs>